guidelines for people who have gotten the vaccination are finally out. According to the new CDC guidelines, those who are fully vaccinated can spend time with unvaccinated people indoors with no mask. This, as long as those who are unvaccinated are at low risk. I don't know if they're giving us science or just giving us a line of you know what. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. Would love to hear from you. 833 468 8669 on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Feel free. So, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, she's uh, the director of the CDC, announcing uh, the guidelines. 9.2% of the population is now fully vaccinated, 17.7% has at least one dose. This takes me to a story that I wasn't even planning on sharing. I I, I ran across it over at National Review from Jim Garrity, who's uh, I'm a fan of even when I disagree with him. Detroit passed on 6,200 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. They passed on the vaccine because what they said is, well, you know, this vaccine isn't as as uh, effective as the others, and we want the other ones. But they didn't get more of the other ones. Now it's true the the Pfizer Moderna vaccine uh, we'll put it in the same category, ninety five percent effective. The Johnson and Johnson, depending on you talk to, who you talk to, is sixty two to seventy five percent effective. But the Johnson and Johnson one is one shot, right? That's it, one shot. And it is without question better than nothing. This has been gone over repeatedly that it has a value. You deny it because it's not good enough for your people. Getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is what? Bigotry? Do you know how out of your head you have to be to believe that? Well, the answer is, of course you do, because everything is about race and about racism. If it can't be made about bigotry, it might as well not even be a subject. Out of his mind, any mayor, any governor who would turn down a vaccine that shows effectiveness is out of their head. Now, whether or not the people will take it, that's very different. But if we want to talk about Detroit and we want to talk about not taking it, let's get into the very idea about what it's saying to populations. Now, by the way, there are two stories, uh, you know, on on this. Because one uh, says that the Detroit mayor has now okayed uh, the, the, the vaccine. But the other story is that, um, nope, nope, not allowing the Johnson Johnson vaccine. If there, there is an argument made and, and to the idea that I can do anything about it, I can't do anything about it, is that convincing black Americans to take the vaccine is difficult because of things like the Tuskegee experiments. 
Now, let's not kid ourselves. The Tuskegee experiments, which was about syphilis and syphilis research, are so despicable and horrific and gross and insane that anybody who could downplay them, I would look at askew. You'd have to show me a lot of data to say, oh, it was no big deal. I'm saying it was a big deal. You tell people they have syphilis, you actually give them syphilis in some cases, you're telling them you're giving them a cure to syphilis, but you're not doing anything for them regarding syphilis. Whoa. That's nuts. So there are black Americans who say, I'm not going to trust you, government. I've been through this before. I cannot help that person. I can't. I would have no way of doing it. If, if there's somebody who is, is black, who doesn't trust, they don't trust. Now, I can say that people like Vice President Kamala Harris added to that distrust. And I can say that if you're the mayor of Detroit, and you're telling the residents there, this Johnson Johnson, you can't take that. This vaccine, it's not good enough. Well, you're adding to this level of distrust. Certainly within, quote-unquote, black America, but within all of America. I think that is such, it is, it's so radically irresponsible. And I don't know how we're just supposed to sit back or why we would just sit back and take such a thing. But the CDC has their new guidelines. And they say, if you've been vaccinated, go hang out with your family. In gatherings with fully vaccinated people and unvaccinated people from multiple households, everyone should wear a mask and practice distancing per the guidance. So vaccinated and unvaccinated from multiple households. Why would that? I, you know what? Why are we even trying to? Why are we trying to keep up with it? Why in the world would we even try and make sense of the madness that gets put forth and shared with us. Let's move into other madness. Joe Manchin. Is Joe Manchin trying to position himself as a conservative? Is Joe Manchin trying to position himself as a a Democrat? What is his purpose? You know, he uh, is a guy who believes in an $11 an hour minimum wage and we know when we take a look at this covid relief bill the democrats had to do a lot of work with him to get his vote they had to do a lot of work with him to get him to come on board and chris wallace over there at fox news has got a question you said early on you would not be the 50th Democrat to end the filibuster. You'd not be the 50th Democrat to pack the Supreme Court. And so far, whether it's the $15 minimum wage or Neera Tandon's nomination, you've broken with your party. You, you just put up, uh, you just said the quote. I was going to put it up on the screen because you said it before about power and what it can do to people. I, I, the question I guess I have, uh, here, here's the quote, I have watched people destroy watch power destroy people good people because they abused it uh, look I, I i love talking to you senator but you are on four sunday shows today and the question i have is are you enjoying your position of power maybe a little too much what an interesting odd question when you have a position of power when you can get what you want your job is to 
is to take it. If you can move the needle, your job is to move the needle. What would make you think that it's not? What else possibly is there? Enjoying it a little too much because he went on four Sunday shows? He was able to maneuver things to his want. Okay. I don't, I can't even imagine that that question would be asked. It's, it is very, very peculiar. Very strange indeed. The real question is, what is Joe Manchin after? What is Joe Manchin's deal? What is it that we could rely or not rely on him for? And right now, I am in the camp that I would not rely on him at all and in any way. I I wouldn't rely on him. How could I rely on him? Is Is he saying these things? Absolutely, he's saying these things. Does that mean that He's going to do it? Uh, I don't know. I have absolutely no clue. If he said he wasn't going to vote for um, uh, to 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 be the, to bust the filibuster, right? To get rid of the filibuster. Well, that's great, but I don't know if it's true. I don't think I could find myself in, in a position where I'm a. Uh, I'm going to to, to bet money in Vegas on it. Doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't think that other people should be in, in, in any way trusting him. The fact that he is so far not perfect by any means but at least engaged in these conversations. Well, I consider that to be a plus. I consider that to be uh, valuable and important and worthwhile. And the question is, will he hold? The question is, will he hold? I don't know why I would ever, I don't know why I would ever believe uh, that he will. He'll hold until there's a deal that can be made. And if he can make a deal, he'll take the deal. Meanwhile, he's not the only person making news, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, with a tweet about transgender children that requires our attention. And producer Ari wants me to complain about airlines again. I'm happy to do it. I'm Tony Katz. So there's a New York lawmaker who wants to teach sex ed to kindergartners because that's completely rational, and I'm so glad she's there. Honestly, it's 2021. We have seen this game play out a million times, and we see the headline, New York lawmaker wants to teach sex ed to kindergartners. Most of America is like, Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. Except there's something to see here. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. What is what is this fetish? 
about teaching sex as quickly as possible. And is it about teaching sex or is it about teaching other things? Sex ed for social change. It ties, so so what she wants to do is tie the New York health curriculum to standards written by a left-wing interest group. This isn't just New York, by the way. These things are happening and pushing, and they're being shared everywhere. Everywhere. Let me give you uh, an an example. And this is a tweet from Representative Ocasio-Cortez talking about trans kids meaning kids who are transgender and she writes trans kids are awesome incredible beautiful and wonderful bigotry is not republicans need to stop obsessing over the other people's gender identity because frankly it's very weird and they're doing a lot of harm to children who are just trying to be themselves hashtag let kids play and if you ever wanted to know how inept and how dangerous and how childlike representative ocasio-cortez is there you go First, let kids play. Is that what they're doing when we're talking about hormone blockers? Are they just playing? Is that what you call transgender kids who are just are just a little bit of dress up? I'll let her have to figure those uh, out. Parents have to be parents. And it isn't obsessing over other people's gender identity. It is about trying to ensure that children are safe. Why aren't you into that, Representative Ocasio-Cortez? Why do you feel the need to endanger children? The job of the parents is to protect children. The job of the adults is to protect children, usually from themselves. But you don't believe in any of that. Just say that they're awesome and beautiful and wonderful. And if you don't agree with their, well, I'm a boy, but I say I'm a girl, or I'm a girl and I say I'm a boy. If you don't agree with that, it's bigotry. It's not bigotry. You child. How silly are you? This is, this is your outsized uh, attention, the outsized attention you get needs to come to an end and people have to recognize the childlike remarkably inept concepts that you come up with the dangerous things that you state this is a dangerous statement you're a silly person we're going to accept the fact that a seven-year-old can decide their gender no they can't they can't do it it doesn't matter if you think it's awesome and beautiful and wonderful that makes you creepy If you think it's awesome that a seven-year-old boy wants to be a seven-year-old girl and wants to take hormones and that some adult would give them hormones, that's creepy. That's fetishy. That's like, I don't know how well you should be or how much you should be in, I don't know, the public. Good Lord, that you... That you could say that and and think that you're somehow decent. That you're what? What is the word you use? Uh, morally right. You 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 are neither moral nor right. By the way, uh, the the teaching of sex ed to uh, the five year olds to the kindergartners, we teach about gender identity and instruct eight year olds on hormone blockers to prevent puberty in transgender identifying preteens. What is the point of this? What is the value of this? Well, as I have described, and I will describe again, and I take on all comers on this, the only answer one can come to in these conversations is to give children agency. 
the purpose, the reason that they say children can determine their own uh, sex. They can determine their own gender, I should say. They can determine uh, the, who, who they love, right? Is so that, you know, they can, they can decide when they, when they can have an abortion. They don't have to tell their parents. Is to give children agency. They don't need their parents. And if you can separate out the parent, the state becomes in charge. Look at all the people in the world of education who don't believe parents should have any say in their child's education. Because why? They're not experts. I am not putting forth a theory. I am sharing everything that the political left and their adherents describe, discuss, and implement. And you can only come to one conclusion. If people can decide, if if children, I should say, can decide their gender, and if children can decide uh, medical procedures, and then they can decide who they love, So they can have relationships with anybody they want, children or adults, because after all, who's to say what's right and wrong? What society is that? How does that society thrive and grow? That society is the society where the state reigns supreme and the parent is nothing. You are no longer a parent. You are simply the vessel for bringing more bodies into the system that the state controls. The state is the parent. The state makes the decisions. And I and very concepts of the nuclear family and how you raise children become obsolete. And the destruction of Western culture continues apace. Representative Ocasio-Cortez is more than welcome to try and deny that, but the facts are all there, and she's part of the facts. Or we can admit that what she is is childlike and doesn't even understand the subject. Either way she wants to do it, she's welcome to try. And this is why you have to fight what's happening in the schools. And this is why you have to fight uh, these kinds of radical, radical programs, concepts, ideas. These people aren't trying to help your children. They're trying to take your children from you. The question is, are you going to let them? I don't think you should let them. Oh, if somebody wants to argue it, you're more than welcome to call in. I'm all day on this, guys. All day. I'm Tony Katz. So if you've listened to this show for half a second, you know that I've got a couple of uh I got a couple of quirks. I got a couple of uh, uh look, I think for the most part I'm normal. But I got one or two things that I've got rules about, and I'm not willing to bend on those rules. And one of those things is how you act on an airplane. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. As I often discuss, I am really grossed out by the way people... uh, act on a plane, how they dress on a plane, people who show up in their pajamas. Oh, no, 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 no. Unacceptable. You wear shoes. You wear socks. No bare feet on a plane. You wear pants. You, you don't wear a, a, a cut-off shirt. You don't wear uh, your pajamas. You don't do these things. Could a child do it? Depends on how old the child is. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. There's a way to do these things. Now, I don't know if everybody has to be me. I wear a suit on a plane. I do. I wear a suit on a plane, and I, I got to admit, I think less of everybody else. Right? Showing up in their pajamas and their, you know, the videos of people who, like, put their feet up on somebody else's seat. There's a place in hell for these people. This is what leads to the, 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 the end of civilization as, as we know it. The, the, these people are awful. And producer Ari thinks that I'm just, you know, all sorts of just stuck up or pent up or whatever it is he thinks. I don't even know what it is. Is it stuck up or pent up? Elitist. Oh, oh elitist? Suit on El- a plane. What is this, the 1940s? Honestly, uh, if you just allow everybody to travel regardless of skin color, that would be great. That would be great. Remember when they used to serve meals on a plane? Actually, that's before my time, too. But they used to serve actual meals on a plane. Now they throw you a snack bag of things you wouldn't want to snack on. Now they're charging you, oh, you want to bring your purse? Or you want to bring a, 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 like a, like a, like a, a briefcase? That's $25. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Just as long as everybody's allowed to fly, I'd be totally fine with the 1940s. It would be better than the garbage that we have now. But knowing that I am, if you will, an issue, I have issues with the way people fly. Producer Ari likes to send me stories saying, hey, what do you... uh?" What do you think of this? This is from Salon.com, which I, I immediately object to. That you would send me a Salon story is terrible. Why? And the story is by Michael Heller and James Salzman. Why you don't own the right to recline in your airplane seat. Who owns the space behind your airplane seat? The airlines don't want you to know. And now if I understand it right, they're making the argument that you shouldn't be able to lower your, your, your seat. There's a guy who's over six feet tall, and he's on a flight from Newark to Denver. He lowered his tray table and attached something called knee defender. I've never heard of such a thing. Knee defender, look it up, producer Ari. It's a plastic clamp available for $21.95 that locks the seat in front. It stops reclining seats on airplanes so your knees won't have to. So the person in front of him is trying to recline but can't do it. The seat won't budge. So she, the person in, in, in front, slams the seat back. The knee defender pops out. This guy's got his laptop. It gets jolted. The seat backs up. Right? And he's like, what to do? So he pushes the seat, puts the clamp back on. She turns around and throws her drink at this guy. The pilot changes course, lands in Chicago, and both people are thrown off the plane. The question is, can you recline your seat on a plane? The answer goes as follows. And I'm not interested in what the airlines say. They should be interested in what I have to say. Because I am the... Ari? I just, I'm preparing myself. Ari, who is the official answer? Who is, who has decided that I am the official spokesperson for how to act on an airplane? Uh, society made you the decider. The correct answer is I did, but society should. So here is uh, the answer. 
of course you're allowed to recline your seat on a plane. Now, one can make an argument, maybe you don't have the recline go as far back as to create issue for the person uh, behind you. That could be an argument. A little bit of, of a recline. But are you allowed to recline? Absolutely. Does the person behind you have any right to stop your reclining? The answer is no. Because the person behind you simply paid for transport from point A to point B. They didn't pay for an office in the sky. You were going to work on your laptop. Well, that's not what planes are for. The plane is not for you working on your laptop. And could I suggest that if you wanted to work on your laptop, fly first class? Because they, those people can recline as, as far as they want. You still have plenty of room. By the way, 99 times out of 100, I fly first class. Why? It's more comfortable for me. I'm a big guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not six foot. I'm, I'm, just a, I'm just a big guy. It's more comfortable for me. Now, I've seen people twice my size in coach. I feel bad for who's ever sitting next to them. But if you're over six feet tall, maybe you should reconsider how you fly. Now, you could say to me, Tony, I can't afford uh, to do first class. I have to do economy. Okay. Okay. I can appreciate that and I can accept that. And I'm sorry if you're going to be a bit uncomfortable. But you're not going to be able to work on your laptop because the person in front of you absolutely has the right to recline. Let's take this a step further. You have absolutely no right to stop them. A device that stops the person who bought the seat and bought the enjoyment of the seat can't now use their seat because you decided you're more important than they are. Not only do I throw you off the plane, I don't allow your children to fly until they're 30. What are you out of your head? This is the, this is the same exact thing as the people who wear their pajamas on a plane or wear the, 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 the cut-off T-shirt and are, and are showing off their armpits to the world on a plane. You're not special. Start respecting other people. Stop thinking that you're in charge. Stop thinking that you are important or you have more value than the other person. Treat people well and don't be a schmuck. Now, there was the story of... of uh, the, the, there was a New Orleans to North Carolina flight, and this woman reclines, uh, but the guy behind her is in the last row. He can't recline. So he's stuck there with this woman reclining into him, so he literally tapped her seat for, like, the entire flight. Now, I must say that if you're the person reclining and you see the person uncomfortable behind you, you don't, you're not like, all right, I'll bring it up a little bit, make life easy. You don't do that. And the answer is some people don't do that. They, they, they're like, uh, 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 they, they believe that whatever it is they want is the thing that matters. So you shouldn't confuse what I'm saying. I think if you're reclining all the way back and making things uncomfortable for the person behind you, I, 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 think, that's, I think that's a bit rude. I, I think that maybe you should be a little more decent than, than, than that. Right? All going back to how people fly is just disgusting. It's disgusting. All self-centered, all selfish, no thinking about another person, no just respecting the rules. And the reason that I don't like any of this stuff because it leads to people acting up on a plane. All of this 
self-centeredness and all of this, uh, you know, uh, egomaniacal uh, thought process. And it's my seat and I'll do what I want and I'll dress how I want and I'll, pu- I'll put my dirty feet up on your seat. And what all of it leads to people thinking that it, that they can do whatever they want on a plane. And that usually sometimes, or I shouldn't say usually sometimes, because that's contradiction, that can lead to issues. Planes have to go up and planes have to go down and they have to fight gravity all the way. So don't you act up on a plane, sit there, eat your peanuts and shut your mouth. I don't care if you get to work on, uh, on your report. I don't care if you're writing your manuscript. I don't care if you've had a rough day and you get migraines. Act appropriate on a plane. Now, I will admit, I have issues. This is my issue, but it is the hill I am willing to die on. Now, producer Ari, uh, are you allowed to um, recline on a plane? I actually, I'm surprised of your answer because I would have said you can, but if you notice the person behind you is uncomfortable, like just don't be a jerk. I thought your I, I was totally prepared for you to say. Who does the person behind me think they are? I can recline as far as I want. So I was I was happy with your answer. Oh no, I, I look, I, I don't think you should be a, a jerk, right? I I think that you could be polite. You have the right to do it. Sure. That's the there's the difference. Of course you have the right to do it. You have no right to assume you've got an office in the sky. If you want an office in the sky, may I suggest a private plane? I wish. It's so right? oh, so bad for the environment. Oh, stop it. You see, you're just trying to hurt me. You have absolutely no right to stop the person from reclining. Honestly, I don't want this 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 guy who did that. Honestly, to hell with him. And to the people of what what is it? Uh, Need offender? They're illegal in the U.S. By the way, I just are they illegal? I just Googled. Yes. Good, because that's a bunch of crap. That's garbage, right there. Man, I really should. I really should put out a book, How to Act on a Plane. Do it. Right. Because cause people need to know. They they need they, they need to know or at least they need backup to know they're not they're not insane. They're crazy people just like me out there who are with them. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat Drink Smoke Podcast. Chris Stapleton is teaming up with Buffalo Trace Distillery and its popular E.H. Taylor brand to raise money for the ongoing relief efforts in Texas and Kentucky. Rolling Stone reports that Stapleton is auctioning off five autographed bottles of Buffalo Trace's special Bottled in Bond Single Barrel Edition, which was released in conjunction with the so-called Bottled in Bond Day on March 3rd. The Bottled in Bond Single Barrel release will only be available via auction through Stapleton's charity Outlaw State of Kind. Five signed bottles are available for bidding right now on CharityBuzz.com with all proceeds benefiting disaster relief in Texas, site of the recent winter storms, and Kentucky, where flooding continues to ravage towns along the Kentucky River. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. So what you have today is, well, the start of the George Floyd trial. But I think there's a very large question of of what's going to come next. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Andrew McCarthy has got a spectacular write-up. 
spectacular write-up of the problems that are going to come just from the charging of officer, former officer Derek Chauvin. Of course, we're talking about the knee on the neck of George Floyd. By the way, the stories are now out uh, that a judge has paused the trial. You've got literally a fortified downtown courthouse. But Judge Peter Cahill, Hennepin County District Court judge, saying he wants to consult with a state appeals court about whether to proceed with jury selection while a third-degree murder charge against Officer Chauvin was unresolved. Let's dig into what this is. There is something in Minnesota called third-degree murder. And in order to qualify as third-degree murder, there's a very specific set of circumstances. A defendant is guilty if, without intent to, the, to affect the death of any person, the defendant causes the death of another by perpetrating an act eminently dangerous to others and evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life. So the very idea of to others might not apply to former officer Chauvin because it was directed at George Floyd, the knee on the neck. Even though, yes, George Floyd died of the drugs, the fentanyl and the methamphetamine in his system, you, the argument is made that the knee on the neck uh, uh, led, led to it, attributed to it, was a part of it. Now, what's so strange about this third-degree murder charge is that this third-degree murder charge was used in the case of Officer Muhammad Noor. Noor is responding to a call of a woman who was sexually assaulted. One woman calls to say another woman has been sexually assaulted. Police show up. The woman who made the phone call knocks on the police car door to say, you're in the right place. Officer Noor panics, shoots the woman through the door, kills her. He got charged with third-degree murder. 12 years he got. He was accused, he, the charge not only with third-degree murder, but with second-degree murder in addition to second-degree ma- manslaughter. It acquitted Noor of second-degree murder, but it went with the third-degree charge. So the, the, the attorney general, Keith Ellison, uh, a progressive, is like, it, this, that part doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know who he is. It's like, well, third, if third-degree worked for, for the Noor case, it should work for this case. A judge said, no, you can't use it. But the law in, 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 in Minnesota is clear. So how do I not use the third degree charge, even though it was used in another case, I should be able to use it. So another judge said, no, you can use it. This is why they're waiting for the state to kind of figure out what the charges may actually be. So there is, there's the political, right? If you don't convict Chauvin, of, or maybe Chauvin, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, a murder, people are going to go back crap crazy, right? If it's not a murder conviction, people are going to go out of their minds crazy. I mean, that much is totally true. They're going to go out of their heads. But now, because of how many ways they've engaged the charge, second-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter, third-degree murder, they don't know what they can actually utilize. It's a mess right now, and it's going to need some time to clear it all up. And they could be waiting for some other cases to go through and really get to the Supreme Court about this back and forth about the third-degree murder charge before they can even get to the case. You might not get to this case until the end of 21, maybe 22.
Meanwhile, you've got these guys in jail, and there's going to be a question about how long you can keep them in jail. Oh, there's going to be a lot. A lot. This is Tony Katz today.